0: Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights' 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Saturday, May 20th, and last night the VGK dealt the first blow in the Western Conference Final, defeating the Dallas Stars 4-3 in overtime of Game 1. Though each team held the lead at times during the game, No team led by more than one goal, indicating that the VGK may be in for their most evenly matched series so far this postseason. Now, Game 1 wasn't perfect, and there are adjustments that Vegas will look to make in Game 2, but they'll be much happier to do so with a win under their belt and a 1-0 series lead. Today, Brian McCormick joins the show, along with some special guests, to recap the thrilling series opener for the Vegas Golden Knights.
1: Well, Jamie Benn had the late answer in regulation for the Dallas Stars, but Brett Houghton had the final answer in overtime as the Vegas Golden Knights picked up a 4-3 win in Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. Hello, friends. I'm Brian McCormick. This is VGK Today. And for the Golden Knights, fundamentals, depth, and going to the net payoff in Game 1. Well, the Golden Knights played one of their most complete games of the playoffs in Game 1 against the Dallas Stars, but it still took extra time to get the job done. After Jamie Benn scored in the final two minutes of the third period, it was Brett Howden scoring in the first two minutes of overtime. Last night we saw a marathon of OT between the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. That would not be necessary at the Fortress on Friday. But for the Golden Knights, so much of what they did right throughout this Game 1, going to the net, stopping on pucks, uh, and being in the right place at the right time, being where you're supposed to be, that yields results. After Game 1, we got uh, the best of both worlds. We got player analysis and expert analysis. We caught up with Keegan Colazar. We caught up with Shane Knighty. Let's hear from Shane Knighty first. Brian McCormick and Shane Knighty here with you for VGK today, following the Game 1 win for the Golden Knights over the Dallas Stars 4-3 in overtime. And and right off the hop, Shane, I think we all were excited about this series going in and the... Uh, the, the, the matchup, two patient teams, two structured teams, and two talented teams, and we got that in game one. It was, I, I think, a game where Vegas had control for much of it, but the fact that this got to overtime also shows how well-prepared a Dallas team is for these kinds of games.
2: And exactly what you expected, it, uh, you know, to be a tight series, these two teams both deservingly in the position they are. And uh, I don't know whether it was foreshadowing from the night before. i glad it wasn't four overtimes, but uh, it felt like overtime from what happened in that uh, Florida Carolina series might carry over and uh, I you know it did for the Golden Knights but fortunately they fought through this was the game and you mentioned uh, I think this was their most complete game so far in playoffs and and if you listen to the messaging and head coach Bruce Cassidy all along regular season and playoffs he's talked about building their game as they go along and if that's the case and they keep building it's a good sign the way they started tonight right from the puck drop they were ready they were engaged Took a couple of penalties, which gave Dallas back momentum there in the first. Um, uh, But that said, they they didn't capitalize. Uh, I just thought it was such a really well-played game by the Golden Knights. Their forecheck was on. Um, I thought they defended really well. Held me a couple of saves that he needed to make, but uh, a complete game here, and it it goes back, and I'm almost tired of saying it because I say it every time I do one of these interviews on whatever it is with you, anybody, Dave, um, other stations, they find a way to win, and it's different people, and that's what
1: makes this team special. So, Shane, let's first narrow down on what, uh, well, the highlight that people are going to be watching all day today probably, which is Brett Howden's overtime winner.
0: White cloud rink wide left to Hay, forward pass Stevenson. The lefty through the center logo to his backhand. Enters the zone on his forehand. Backhand again to the corner. He centered. Stone Shanked at the right side by Howden. Rebound side of the goal. They have scored. Howden did bank it home. Vegas wins in overtime. Brett Howden delivers Vegas a 4 3 overtime
2: victory. His first overtime goal. The Knights victorious in.
1: On the one hand, you can talk about the fact that again tonight we see a demonstration of the depth, the scoring depth that this VGK team has. Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Chandler Stevens have had terrific playoffs, but so have Ivan Barbashev and Brett Howden and Keegan Kolosar and tonight Teddy Bluger. But on that overtime goal, that's an initial play that actually doesn't connect. And Brett Howden stops on the puck, brings it back to the front, and gets it done.
2: Stick with it, right? And uh, another guy that you, you know, if we're at this point in playoffs, I'd wonder how many people in their polls had for OT winners from uh, Michael Amadio and Brett Howden. Well, that's your your overtime game-winning goals and. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier. It's different people. Their ability to have guys contribute at important times. And and it's not always your top guys. That's what makes depth so important on a team. And uh, you mentioned the play. Howden had a setup from Stone Puck kind of rolled on him, went behind the net. But it's not turning away from the play. It's sticking with it little bank off Ottinger, and uh, it, it's, it was funny. If anybody goes back and watches it, the ref calls it before he recognizes it. And if he pan out, I think Stone might have been the first, then the ref, then howden, and then you see the excitement. The 18,000. Uh, yeah, and, and it's, <laughs> there, there's nothing like seeing the excitement and the energy from uh, the players, the fans, especially in your home building uh, when something like that happens. It, those are special moments to win in overtime because, you know, especially for the Gold Knights, it, you have a lead. Late goal by Dallas, you come in and it's a game you know you've controlled and you deserve better. You should have finished in regulation, but you've got to reset and that's what we talk about playoffs. I always say it's a mental grind or a physical grind, but mentally it's more of a grind. Their ability to reset in here, that's what a veteran group does, say, Hey, stick with the game plan because I think that's something they did tonight really well is even though they you know they didn't they probably deserved a little bit more offense than they got in the scoreboard. They didn't deviate from the game plan. They stuck with the way they were playing. Didn't change things up. Didn't try to cheat the game offensively to get it. And you get rewarded from those games. So, a real good start to the
1: series. I wonder Shane, you mentioned the reset mentality. You want to win in regulation. You want to win easily every yeah. time you can. But you know, maybe you're you're more open to or more okay with a, a reset in a game one than you are in a game <laughs> six or a game seven. Where you know a game like this where it goes deep, there's a discovery element to a game one of a series. Is there? Is there maybe for both teams? But is there value in finding a way to win, but also having a game that that went deep like this? Massive value because this is this goes in the memory bank, right?
2: So if you go through this experience again. You've got something to draw on, and a positive draw. Yeah. So if you give up a goal later, if you're going to overtime again, and, you know, what happened in, in round one against Winnipeg, double overtime, that's the only other experience they've had as a group to feel confident that, hey, we've done this before. And, and that's just like the regular season, there's so much adversity that pops up. And, you know, the regular season, everybody is a wash, which it is. All those stats go away. Playoffs is a completely different season, but what you take from it are those experiences, those hurdles, those obstacles you had to climb over individually and as a group that make you stronger when it comes to playoff time. And now in playoff, when you go through it, you carry those with you. And when that situation arises again, you're ready for it. So I think it's important to go through these and to win different ways, find ways to win. Again, repetitive, but that's, that, that's really yeah, I know it sounds basic, but that's what it comes down to. And a lot of that is feeding off memories. A game like this, now they can carry forward throughout, hopefully, the rest of the
1: way. Brian McCormick and Shane Knighty on VGK Today. Uh, William Carlson, a two-goal night. Yeah, he's, yeah, been out, he's been outstanding all spring. But, you know, I think, uh, to me tonight, his first goal, it's a, a puck that bounces off Rupe Hintz. He's in the high slot waiting for uh, his, his second goal. His first goal is off an end-board rebound.
0: Grabbed by Nick Locke, Saucers right, Petrangelo. Slap shot through the net, Mouth and walk. Left point, Troy Martinez, off a Dallas stick, in the middle, a chance, Carlson scores!
2: Two goals for William Carlson, Vegas 2, Dallas 1, in the opening minutes of the third period.
1: So much of what he does well, he's where he's supposed to be. He's always where he's supposed to be, and how much of the battle is that, just being positionally sound?
2: And that's why I could talk, we could, we could go on for 20 minutes if I talk about William Carlson, because... Uh, He's such a responsible player, and and you know we give a lot of kudos to Mark Stone, which is well deserved. One of the smartest players in the league, but William Carlson not far behind. Uh, uh, you know, I had fortunate fortune playing with a guy like Patrice Bergeron, who wins more selkies than anyone in the history of the sport, it seems, and up again this year. William Carlson does so many things like that. He generates a lot of that offense from defensive positioning. And, and you mention, so the first goal is a bank, but he, he's never coming from underneath. He's coming from up top, above the puck, and gets the goal right position, right place. He's like that on both sides of the puck all the time, offensively and defensively. Probably more defensively, he's on the right side. His reloads, he supports, his angles... Uh, The way he's able to cover defenseman in his own zone, positioning for breakouts, details to the game that are so, so important, uh, especially as a former defenseman. You have a centerman like him, makes you look really good. Uh, You look at his second goal. If, if If people want to go back and take a look at this goal, watch where he starts. He's on the blue line. He's covering for his D. He is in a defensive posture position. That's where the whole play starts. It's a loose puck and then... All of a sudden, he activates. He's able to react, get it, shoot it, put it in. But it all comes from defensive position because he's in the right place. Then he's able to react. He turns a defensive placement into an offensive chance and then able to capitalize. So just a complete player and so important this time of the year, especially, you know, you're going to see a lot of him against that top line with Rope Hins, Jason Robertson, and Joe Pavelski. And uh, not only can he play that defensive side of thing, now he adds a couple of goals when you get a player that can, can do
1: that. That's what makes them really special. Shane, I'm really curious what you think. This was not a a night where we're talking a ton about special teams, especially there were two kills in the first period. Didn't really come up again, but we talked so much about the power play in the last round with Edmonton that in this series for the VGK, it was going to be how do you take away Pavelski, how do you take away that high zone tip. If they never get in the zone and set up, you really don't have to worry about Joe Pavelski and the high zone tip. They did such a good job on zone entries against the Dallas Power Play, and I kind of think to myself, it's like a baseball player with the the weighted donut in the the on-deck circle, and then the 98-mile-an-hour fastball isn't (laughs) that fast anymore. After you face... Connor McDavid's zone entries yeah. for two weeks. I wonder if it makes things a little easier when you face the next power play.
2: <laughs> Absolutely it does. It's a different looking power play and you know nobody's going to be able to recreate or uh, accomplish what the Oilers did. It, it was special what they did this year special players but uh, that said you're right. I, I thought they held the blue line really well. They're clears. So when you come to the penalty kill before you get set up and defend against the power play the best way to penalty kill is to hold your blue line not allow easy access before that if you want to rewind it it's win faceoffs. And then the other is clears. 100% on your clears. No failed clears, get the puck out. And I thought they held the blue line well. They won some face-offs tonight. Dallas is a good face-off team, but, uh, you know, that's where it starts. If you start with that in-zone draw, easiest way to kill 20 seconds, win the draw and clear it down. And then all of a sudden it gets easier. Then that puts more pressure on the other unit. If they can't get set up, now they're trying to force those zone entries and they don't have a McDavid or a Dry Settle that can They're pretty much a one-man entry. And, uh, yeah, penalty kill is huge in the first they're able to get it done, a late goal. But one thing we've seen from the Golden Knights, uh, they doesn't matter if they score first. They, they have an ability to come back and uh, just, uh, I think that comes with a veteran group and a confident group.
1: Shane, before we let you go, Aiden Hill was great. Jake Ottinger was great. And the VGK played their game. This was still a really Tight game in the third period went to overtime this was a good game one. Where do you see this series going uh, over the course of the next two weeks? Well, I think tonight if you saw it,
2: it's going to be a close series it's not there's not going to be no easy nights um, and it shouldn't be at this time. This is the final four teams this is uh, This is digging in to win hockey games at this time of the year and uh, you know as much as uh, the Golden Knights uh, are excited it's whether you win or lose this game it's about reset because uh, it doesn't matter it's a brand new game next one. You go from there, you build. It's a long way to the end. This could be a long series, could be a short, but all I know is both teams are going to give it their all. And I uh, uh, said for Vegas, happy they pulled this one out because I believe they deserved it, but there will be a pushback from Dallas here. As you usually see a team loses one, they want to get back into that series. So uh, excited to see what's going to happen noon on Sunday.
1: And that was Shane Knighty. The Gold Knights got a big performance out of their fourth line. Keegan Colos are one of the driving members of that fourth line. He, Teddy Bluger, and William Carrier, a strong night in Game 1. Here's how Keegan Colazar saw things. With Keegan Colazar, Keegan, a big win for you guys in Game 1 and a great start to this series. Just, first of all, your overall thoughts on how you guys handled Game 1.
3: Yeah, a lot of adversity there. going down one tough bounce off the Zamboni gate, right? They find themselves right in the middle of it and they make good of it. Uh, you know, Good on us, for sticking with it. Uh, we didn't let that phase us. We had a resilient group here tonight, even when, you know, last minute goal there for them.
1: We kept with it in overtime and, you know, we just followed this game plan and it worked out for us. It feels like far more often than not during these playoffs, any time you guys have had setback is even too strong of a word, but you guys have always responded very well and, and more often than not very quickly. How have you guys been able to have that Personality throughout this postseason run.
3: Well, we're a veteran group. We've had a lot of guys who have played a number of playoff games in this league and very important ones as well, a lot of winners here. So we know that there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. You can't get, you know, too high or too low. You got to stay even keel and just ride the motions whenever you can and just know that, you know, whatever the outcome is, that shift, you know, you got to get back to work the next one. Your
1: line gets a goal. Teddy Bluger gets the goal, but you're the one who gets it to the front.
0: Vegas recovers the puck. Under 11 minutes to play third period. 2-2 tie in game one. White cloud hit. Connects with Kolasar down the left wall. Lowers the shoulder, comes in front, shot, and it's a goal! Big pile up in front. Ottinger ended up in his own goal. Teddy Bluger with Keegan Kolasar crashing the net. Vegas
2: takes the lead back 3-2.
1: Not only driving the front of the net, but that's a goal that your line creates against a, uh, a suitor, Hayskin, and D pairing how important is depth to this series and and how uh, satisfied were you guys with the chances you guys were able to generate
3: yeah it's huge those guys are going to play a lot of minutes so whether it's being forechecking for hard and finishing checks on them or it's driving them wide and making them work for every inch um, we're going to do everything we can obviously we are able to get credit with that one uh, Teddy found the puck wide in front of the net and when I was getting bulldozed by two guys, so uh, it was a fortunate bounce for us, and, uh, you know, luckily enough, he was able to put it in. How important is that
1: for you driving the net, too? You want to put it in yourself, of course, but if you're not going to put the puck in yourself, you definitely want to draw a crowd, too.
3: Yeah, it's just trying to use our speed to our advantage. We're all big, fast skaters. We can use the puck. Uh, we can distribute it pretty well. We can use our size to our advantage, so it's playing with those attributes and, and playing
1: with a lot of speed that can help us, uh, you know, get more often opportunities like that. Yeah. There's plenty of opportunity for analysis heading into this series but now that we've played game one this is a dallas team that is in some ways feels similar to you guys they're patient they're structured and maybe one of the reasons why this was a tie game is it a different requirement of you guys how you match up against this team than maybe the first two rounds
3: uh there's differences in every team obviously every team to be in this stage of the the playoffs is a good team well coached obviously you know pete knows us very well we know his system pretty well as well so it's it's Taking it to them, you know, knowing what we know and, and trusting our own system is, is a big key part of it. But we also know in the back of our mind what some things they're looking to do, and because we were doing it about a year ago.
1: Two goals for William Carlson tonight. He's had a great postseason overall, but it, it does seem like he's found a second gear in this spring. What is there a, a common thread for all the things that uh, he's doing well?
3: Yeah, he's just playing how he is. He's one of the best two hundred foot players in the league, and he has top ends code to go with it. Um, I remember reading an article saying that the coach in last series didn't want Carly against McDavid, so you got to take that uh, as a huge compliment. Saying you know I'm one of those top end players that it's hard to play against, and you know he's riding
1: it. He's riding the swagger. You know, winning is of course the most important thing, but to have a game like this, a grinded out style overtime, is it beneficial to have that? in game one of a series. I don't know, is it a maximum opportunity for a feeling out process for me, both of these teams, to start this series off?
3: Well, it's huge, obviously, to come away with the win. Uh, did it early, too. You see... Carolina Florida last night right you're just like wow I couldn't imagine how I'm going to feel after four periods extra on top of a g- whole game um, so we were resilient we stuck with it it's great to get the job done first game here because you know we we got to use our home ice to our advantage um, and now you know next game they're looking to get the split and if we can keep doing what we're doing we'll come away with two here that's a huge job for us
1: well you mentioned last night did you all thank Brad for doing it so quickly oh yeah we're still thanking him pretty quickly and that's Keaton Colasar Golden Knights get right back to work on Sunday afternoon at 12 o'clock noon start for Game 2 at the Fortress, as they look to take a 2-0 series lead in this Western Conference Final, and a game that was a battle all night in Game 1. It might be a series like that, but we probably expect a lot more like it in Game 2, do we not, Justin Russo?
0: Indeed we do, Bryant. These two teams gave us a great show in the series opener, and you'd have to expect another tight game tomorrow. Now, it might be hard to believe, but yesterday's game was the first postseason game this year for the VGK, in which neither team led by more than one goal at any point. Game three against Winnipeg and game five against Edmonton were both one-goal wins by Vegas, but they had multi-goal leads during both of those games before eventually escaping with a narrow victory. And again, if we can expect more of what we saw in game one for the rest of this series, there's lots to be excited about moving forward here in the Western Conference Final. And as we move forward, game two is set for tomorrow at noon with tickets available at vegasgoldenknights.com. If you want to come, cheer on the VGK at T-Mobile Arena. Again, tickets available at vegasgoldenknights.com for Game 2 of the Western Conference Final. And if you can't make it to the Fortress for Game 2, well, you can come down today to City National Arena as the team holds an optional practice at 11.30 a.m. in preparation for tomorrow's game. Now, as we wrap up here, I'll remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Tomorrow, Ashley Vice joins us to preview Game 2 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Justin Russo signing off for Episode 34 of VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards.